0: to Dave's Disney view podcast. Dave is your host, your podcast host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Our tour begins here in this gallery where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible, mortal states. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hmm. And consider this dismaying observation this chamber has no windows and no doors which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out (laughs) of course there's always my way
1: Hello and welcome to Dave's Disney View podcast. A one-time cast member, a long-time visitor, and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, Dave brings you his unique perspective on the Walt Disney World Resort. The music you're hearing on this podcast is actually from a friend of the show named Craig Brown. You can check him out at ReverbNation.com slash SoundA, as an Apple, or MySpace.com slash SoundA. Craig does a number of different things. Uh, This particular piece is called A Major Suspension, Suspended Glory. So please do check him out. And we thank Craig for his music. Throughout the show, we ask that there be no eating, drinking, smoking, or flash photography. So please keep your hands and arms inside the moving vehicle at all times and enjoy the show. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Dave. How are you doing? You know, I'm going to do another news segment for you this week. And I'm kind of amused by the way the dates have worked out for me on the news segments. And the goal was to have a podcast about every 9 or 10 days, and to have a uh, news segment about every 7th podcast. So the way things worked out, my first one was on 4-4, my next one happened to be on 6-6, and um, this one's on 8-8. Isn't that kind of funny? So the next one will happen to fall on 10-10. I don't know how that worked out exactly, but I am kind of amused by it. So, as I say, I'm going to do news again, and we'll talk about news happening around the Disney World and uh, things that might be of interest to you. So, let's get started with that. I want to talk about uh, the technical side of Disney. They are actually uh, buying an online social gaming company called Playdom, and uh, they're going to spend about five hundred five hundred million dollars on it, and it's. Disney is trying to become a formidable player in the video game industry. Their video games to this point have been kind of uh, weak to a large degree. I mean, they're cute, and a lot of them are very clever, but they haven't really taken off in the market. You know, the action games really take off. Even among the younger set, um, what I find is that the like, uh, younger set like sports games, other things like that, but don't necessarily like the Disney games. So I'll be curious to see where they go with this one and how they develop up their, um, their brand around it. Disney said it was seeking to strengthen its digital gaming portfolio, helping to bring Disney's characters and brands to customers in new ways through Facebook and even MySpace, even though that's a lesser-known entity these days. The idea is to um, bring the brand out and have the characters more interactive in the different environments. So you have these games that are available to play on Facebook, and I expect that Disney's probably going to get into those uh, games and similar types of games in that way where they make uh, things available to the, to the end consumer and make the brand more recognizable in some way. Um, right now, Playdom has 42 million active users, so Disney has a nice uh, base of operations to start with, I think. Wanted to give you an update on the uh, monorail accident that happened last July 4th, or early in the morning of July 5th. Uh, basically, a year-long federal investigation into last summer's fatal monorail crash at Walt Disney World is now expected to continue for at least several more months. The NTSB said Monday uh, of last week that it does not expect to, to conclude its probe uh, in the July 5th accident uh, until fall at the earliest. We're now in the final stages of the investigation, uh, said uh, NTSB spokesman Peter Knudsen, but I don't think we're going to see anything in this summer. Uh, The NTSB had previously estimated its probe would take 12 months to complete, but the agency's rail division has been involved with several other high-profile accidents, including a commuter uh, train in Washington, D.C., and a light rail collision in San Francisco that injured some people. However, the Occupational Health and Safety Administration did conclude its investigation into into the accident, the agency cited Disney for four safety violations and fined the resort $35,000, which was later reduced by 20%. Uh, or no, that was the reduced amount. They had uh, originally asked for $44,000, but they uh, worked it down to uh, $35,000. And the basic story is that there was um, the the things that they found fault with, the, the uh, specific things. There was an electrician operating the track uh, switches that night who was not the regular person for the job. He was subbing subbing for someone. Uh, Disney did not provide him with uh, written procedures on what to do. Uh, The guest services manager who was coordinating the monorail system via radio from an off-property restaurant was negligent because he was not at a control console when he would have seen the maintenance worker, had not realigned the tracks, And the driver of the train that backed into the the other train had limited visibility at the time of the crash because of uh, fog on the windows. It was 76 degrees with uh, 90% humidity, and you couldn't see in the mirrors. Plus, of course, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. So all of those things kind of led to the uh, end result of uh, Disney being sighted by OSHA. find that interesting, um, and it does kind of bring to light. You know, Disney typically is a very, 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 very safe place. You know you feel safe there, you feel like you're somewhere else you've been transported away, and when you hear about something that happens, it makes you stop and think. I mean it is still a real world. there are still people involved there are, st- are still things going on there, and things can happen you know in the history of Disney World, they had never had an accident or in Disneyland actually they'd never had an accident that involved the monorail uh, where someone was killed. There was an incident where someone fell off of a uh, one of the uh, tugs and was killed but that was unrelated to the actual monorail, so given that you know in its uh, um, 55 year history, I guess, it's pretty remarkable that it there was never an accident. and I guess you know, given that you can accept this, not that I like it, and I think Disney could have done more to probably prevent it, but you can accept it as uh, they le- maybe they learned their lesson and they move on. Okay, I'd like to do a little movie review for you. I went to see Toy Story 3 in 3D. And let me just say, the film itself, the technical aspects, the 3D, everything about the film was spectacular. It was a phenomenally well-done film. The storyline was extremely well-written. I thought everything was technically very, very good. But I'm an old softie, and this movie just set me off. I don't know, there was something about the fact that Andy was going away to college, and he was growing up, and you know, kind of going off in his life. Just kind of set me off. It it really made me. I don't know. I don't know if the word is depressed, but I was very sad about the storyline. It just kind of set in motion a whole set of feelings for me that I thought really was kind of sad. And I, I, for that reason, I didn't really like the film. Like I say, it was technically wonderful, but I just didn't like the film because it just the whole thing just kind of had the wrong tone for me. It just kind of put me in the wrong frame of mind and i'm kind of sorry to say that because i was really looking forward to seeing it but when i heard what the storyline was i was like "Uh uh-oh this has the potential to be something that i'm not going to enjoy and the fact that it captured me emotionally makes me realize just what a good story it was that they really did draw me right into it and i felt like it was real and i felt like it it was talking to me and for that reason i think the movie was outstanding what a great great film Now, I don't want to see it again because it made me sad. I'll admit, I cried during the film. But, you know, I I look back on it now and I think to myself, it was just so well done. Very, very good film. And I highly recommend it to you, if you can stomach it, of course. (laughs) Um, But uh, it was just one of those films that just makes you think, you know, really nice way to kind of end the franchise. And i got to admit, every once in a while I'll see a toy around, and when I step away, I have to wonder, what is that toy doing when I turn my back? When I leave the room, what's it doing? Is it continuing to play? Is it doing something else? Just one of those things that kind of strikes me as kind of funny in a way, um, now that I've seen the film, and it really does have that emotional uh, catch to me. But uh, there you go. That's my take on Toy Story 3. Really very well done film. And speaking of movies, here was something that I read that just kind of blew me away. Hoping to take a page from its wildly successful Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, Walt Disney said on Thursday it was developing a film based on its popular Haunted Mansion theme park attraction. Time out. Hold on. Hold the press. Wait a second. They did make a Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy. I remember this. I saw it. It was okay. It was nothing great. But they did make one. So now they're going to make another one? Wait a second. What's going on here? The story goes that filmmaker Guillermo del Toro will, be, uh, will write and produce the film based on the landmark Disney ride that features a plant, plantation-style mansion with ghosts, creepy creatures, secret passages, and all the related sounds. Disney said each, of, each year millions of people visit the Haunted Mansion, which opened in 1969 at the Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Versions of the Haunted Mansions have been built at disney theme parks in Orlando, Tokyo, and Paris. The Pirates movie franchise, meanwhile, also based on a theme park attraction, has grossed over $2.6 billion globally. A fourth Pirates movie uh, starring Johnny Depp is being filmed and is scheduled for release in 2011. No release has been set for the Haunted Mansion movie yet. Now hold on a second again. I saw all three of the Pirates movies. The first one was excellent. Very nice job of kind of representing the whole Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and what the ride is. Okay, and then they made the ride sort of... Um, They started rethinking, remaking the ride to match the movie. Okay, then they produced a second movie, and the second movie was pretty good. That wasn't as good as the first one, but I thought it was pretty good. And, you know, remaking the ride around that, around the concept there, and adding Davy Jones, I thought that was just fine. I'm okay with that. And I've ridden the ride many times since then, and I think it's really, really well done. Did a nice job of incorporating the best parts of the movie without it being too cheesy or changing the ride extensively. Now, the third movie. I was just lost. I mean, I really didn't think it was very good. I thought, you know, it was it, was, it kind of lost its momentum. I think it just kind of went in a different circles. It kind of lost its focus along the way. Sorry to say that, because I, like I said, I liked the first two. I wanted to like the third one, but I just couldn't. So the fact that they're going to make a fourth one now just makes me think that they're just milking it. And that's kind of sad. So I'll be curious to see what they do with the Haunted Mansion movie, given the fact that they had made one before. I guess we'll wait and see and, you know, see how it comes out. Um, I own a copy of the first one, the first Haunted Mansion movie. And it's, you know, like I said, it's all right. It's entertaining. It's nothing great. But uh, it's, you know, good humor. And there's a nice little touch of Disney magic in it because they're uh, talking about the Haunted Mansion. And they've got Madame Leota and they've got other things happening. But it does leave a little to be desired. There's going to be a new uh, upcoming experience at Disney's Animal Kingdom in uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris. It sounds similar to at least part of the concept put put forward over the last couple of years for the much-rumored Animal Kingdom boutique park that would have featured experience-type adventures as a standalone ticketed adventure. No information is yet available on pricing or when the event will start, but the quote from Disney is, "If you've ever wanted to venture off the beaten path and farther into the Kilimanjaro Safari's Expedition Savannah, you'll have the chance later this year. Disney's Animal Kingdom Theme Park will be offering a new immersive experience that will take guests a group of small group of guests on a personalized guided treks along some unexplored areas of the Harambee Reserve. During the excursions, you'll be able to spend some time observing the wildlife in the savannah and have a chance to learn about the animals and their behaviors from one of our Disney guides." Adventurers will also trek through undeveloped forest areas of the Harambee Reserve and then board a unique vehicle specially designed for the rest of the quest. Walt Disney Imagineers are still working on many of the details, but we wanted to share the news with you first. Reservations for this specially priced tour won't begin until later this year, so keep checking back for more details. Sounds like an intriguing opportunity, potentially. I guess I'll be waiting to see what it actually is. As of June 24th of this year, Walt Disney World began offering Florida residents who purchase a new annual pass the opportunity to use monthly payments in order to pay off the pass. Currently, this program is only available online. It will add the option of the theme park ticket windows where many annual passes are sold later this summer. You can purchase a new Florida resident annual pass with monthly payment programs at disneyworld.com slash payments. To use the payment program, you must make a down payment equivalent to the current price of a, of a non-discounted, One-day Magic Your Way-based ticket. After the down payment is made, you must pay off the remaining balance through 12 recurring payments. Charged automatically to a credit card over the following 12 months. The first of the monthly payments will be charged the same day that you sign up, or shortly thereafter. You must pay with a credit card or debit card, and there are no interest or finance charges. You can pay off the remaining balance at any time. Florida annual resident uh, pass tickets available for the monthly payment plan include the theme park premium annual pass, the theme park annual passes, seasonal passes, weekday select passes, and an Epcot after 4 p.m. passes. And they're available for both adults and children. Of course, proof of Florida residency will be required. If you're planning to go to the Walt Disney World Resort over the holidays, Disney has released the dates for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and other 2010 holiday happenings at Walt Disney World Uh, and around the resort. The Magic Kingdom's Castle Dreamlights begin the same night as the first Christmas party on November 8th. Over in the Hollywood Studios, the Osborne Family spectacle of Dancing Lights also starts November 8th and continues through January 3rd, 2011. Epcot's Candlelight Processional begins November 26th, the day after Thanksgiving, with a celebrity narration by Isabella Rossellini. The annual holiday tradition continues, as do Epcot's holiday storytellers, through December 30th. Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade at the Animal Kingdom switches over to Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade on November 26th and continues through January 3rd. Finally, at Downtown Disney, there is the Festival of the Seasons, which starts on November 19th. Santa Claus will meet with children and pose for pictures daily at the Marketplace through December 24th at Santa's Chalet. Now, here's something cool that I heard about. There's a new Disney Vacation Connection desktop widget which is a free application that can be downloaded to a PC or Mac computer to view news, videos, weather, park park hours, events, and vacation planning tips. Also included is a Disney Vacation Countdown Clock that will tell guests the days, hours, and minutes until their next Disney vacation. Content on the app includes the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Disney Vacation Club, Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort, Disney's Vero Beach Resort, and Aulani, a Disney resort and spa, Koelina, Hawaii. With the Disney Vacation Connection widget loaded on your desktop, you will be able to stay up to date on the latest news and special offers, plan your Disney vacation, count down with the countdown clock, check theme park hours, learn about upcoming special events, find out the weather forecast. The widget is free for download, and you can learn more about the Disney Vacation Connection desktop widget and download it by visiting www.disneyvacationconnection.com. And speaking of Aulani, the Disney Resort and Spa, and Koalina, Hawaii, they'll begin accepting reservations for hotel rooms and vacation packages starting August 2nd of this year. Through the Walt Disney Travel Company, Aulani is scheduled to welcome its first guests on August 29, 2011, and Aulani will represent a new way for every member of the family to enjoy a vacation in Hawaii, said Juwan Rivers, vice president of Aulani. It's designed so that parents, children, and guests of any age can find their own kind of fun and relaxation. Families will experience the island in ways they may never have discovered before. With age-specific programs planned for ages 3 to 10, tweens, teens, adults, and the entire family, there'll be something for everybody. From pool parties with Disney characters to excursions into the rainforest, to surfing, to learning how to prepare Hawaiian cuisine with local chefs, days and nights will be filled with magic. <clears throat> days and nights will be filled with the magic of Disney in the beautiful setting of Hawaii. Introductory room rates start as low as $399 per night. Guests may choose from a variety of room options, including ocean or garden views. The resort, built adjacent to a crystal blue lagoon and a white sand beach, features 359 hotel rooms and 481 two-bedroom equivalent Disney Vacation Club villas. Rooms are housed in two 15-story towers with commanding views of the oceans, mountains, and magnificent crowns. On-site are two restaurants, a wedding lawn, a conference center, and an extensive water activities, including a feature pool, 900-foot 900 foo, 900 floating tube water course, wading pool, body slides, sunset-facing hot tubs, a quiet adult pool, a snorkel lagoon, and a conservation pool. Aulani will also include a signature kids' club, Auntie's Beach House, where kids can explore Hawaiian culture through fun and games, including interactive touch table games and arts and crafts. They can also enjoy the Enchanted Fireplace... Make it rain in order to start a movie time and enjoy many other experiences created just for them. Aulani is located on the western side of Oahu, upon 21 acres of oceanfront property in the Koalina Resort and Marina Development. The resort is located 17 miles from Honolulu International Airport and features convenient access to a 330-slip marina and a Ted Robinson-designed 18-hole golf course. To make uh, reservations for Aulani, check out DisneyAulani.com. I neglected to mention in my last podcast that there's a new deluxe pet resort that's opening, or actually just has opened, in the, near the uh, Magic Kingdom. And I don't know why I failed to mention that. I passed right by it when I was up uh, doing my camping trip, and I saw it there, and I meant to say something about it. And I just think there's something, well, in a way, to me, it's kind of amusing. Now, I know some people like to have their pets pampered. Hey, and it's great. More power to you. But I've just never been into that myself. Uh, you know, I, had a, I had a dog when I was living in Orlando and when I'd go into the Magic Kingdom for the day I would take him with me and I'd leave him in the kennels and I'd come out and see him at some point during the day and see how he was doing and everything and it was seemed like he enjoyed it just fine didn't seem like it was a problem but hey, I know people like to have their pets pampered and some people like the high-end experience for themselves and for their pets because they're a member of the family so I respect the fact that they're doing this and I think it's really kind of cool that they are just seems kind of funny to me in a strange in a strange way Now I haven't been to the Walt Disney World Resort since I was up there in March, uh, but I do understand that construction is proceeding along in the uh Fairytale Land uh where the princesses will be and they're making some changes and have closed off uh Pooh's um uh Thoughtful Forest. Um uh, so they've got that uh got that working that area and they're working back toward Mickey's Toontown. So uh we'll see how that continues to go, but uh they continue to work on it and they're developing up the uh the fantasy nature of that. Um, also, I understand that uh, the uh, Casa de San Angel, San Angel outside eating area, uh, where they have the uh, quick service restaurant, that's coming along really well and should open soon, and the Via Napoli uh, that will be opening uh, pretty soon too. Um, I've seen pictures and it looks like it's coming along, and they've you know they've done a lot of work on it, and uh, you know I look forward to eating there sometime. Now, on a more personal note, I did want to throw out there. I followed up. Last week you heard uh, I was talking about finding a brick that my grandparents had left at uh, Walt Disney World or that my family had left for my grandparents. And we looked for it and we couldn't find it. And I sent an email to the email address, and it's been several months now, and I got an answer and we went back and forth and we searched for it and we still couldn't find it. So I went back and I talked to uh, several relatives of mine, including my mom and uh, some aunts, and no one can find a record of actually having bought it. And it's the strangest thing. I'm talking to everybody, and I talk to everybody and ask them, hey, did you buy it? And everybody says, no, I think so-and-so bought it. No, I think so-and-so bought it. And you know what? I've come to the conclusion that no one actually ever bought it, that there was no brick for my grandparents. I did find one that uh, an aunt of mine uh, had put in. Um, she had. She thought it. Um, she thought she remembered it being next to my grandparents' brick, um, and they bought it at the same time, and I used that as a reference point too, but... That didn't turn up anything. And it's unfortunate. So it looks like my grandparents, my family never bought one for my grandparents. My grandparents never bought one for themselves. And there is no brick. So <laughs> I was on a little bit of a wild goose chase myself, um, thinking that we had bought one. Uh, and it certainly wasn't me, but it was kind of a fun adventure. I mean, I learned a little bit more about the bricks and how they're laid out. I know what the structure is now, I have some understanding of what it's all about. And uh, it's I'm kind of sad to see that they never finished the walk around the world. The intent originally was to create bricks that went all the way around uh, the monorail path, basically, from where you go into the uh, Transportation and Ticket Center, having a path kind of underneath the monorail that went all the way around up to the Magic Kingdom. And they were going to put bricks all the way in there. But they never finished it. They put a lot of them in in front of the Magic Kingdom, and some in by the Transportation and Ticket Center, and that was it. They never finished up what they were going to do. And I'm almost sorry to see that, because now that I realize my grandparents don't have a brick, I would actually like to get them one. And uh, it's sort of a commemoration thing, but unfortunately I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, and the, what they tell you is you can go over to Epcot and buy the uh, a Legacy um, area there on those big stones as you walk in, but it's not the same. Um, my grandparents were huge fans of ma- the Magic Kingdom and would take day trips up from South Florida up there just to go to Walt Disney World. And... I totally respect that. And that's part of the reason I have the love of the park that I have today. I think there's a lot to be said for the way they used to do things. And, you know, it just wouldn't feel right to me to put something at Epcot. It's just not the same. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate it didn't work out. Um, I'm going to see what I can do to rectify that situation at some point in the future. If they do ever reopen the uh, brick service, I'll be sure and get one for them. Um, now that I know we don't actually have one, uh, I'll be sure and get one. But that's kind of the way it goes sometimes, right? And uh, that's, that's life. You can, of course, always find my podcast on iTunes under Dave's Disney View. Um, or feel free to visit my website at davesdisneyview.shorturl.com. And I'm hoping to, uh, to bring you some more great podcasts in the future, some things I hope you like. But please do email me anytime at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. And let me know what you think or something you'd like to hear more about. And that's my show for this week. I am out. I'll see you. We've reached our destination in the 21st century, and I know, it went by so fast. But don't worry, the future is always in front of us. Hey, thanks for joining me on Dave's Disney View podcast for this week. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email me at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Now, gather your personal belongings and step off onto the moving platform. The platform and your car are moving at equal and opposite speeds. The music you're hearing on this podcast is actually from a friend of the show named Craig Brown. You can check him out at ReverbNation.com slash SoundA, as in Apple, or MySpace.com slash SoundA. Craig does a number of different things. Uh, This particular piece is called A Major Suspension, Suspended Glory. So please do check him out, and we thank Craig for his music.